Bidzy Small Business Society number 53. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am joined by Tom Schwab. Tom's company, Interview Valet, helps small business owners, entrepreneurs, and solopreneurs get featured on leading podcasts. Tom's strategies help people navigate through a really noisy digital world by showing them how to get more traffic, more leads, and more raving customer fans by being interviewed on podcasts. He's got ideas on how to be an ideal guest, so we've got some high expectations here, Tom. (laughs) Welcome. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what it is that you do? Yeah, Rob, I'm thrilled to be here on Small Business Society, and I'm in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I always start off the story with saying, you know, my first uh, job out of college was running a nuclear power plant. I'm an engineer by degree. And then went from there to uh, to the corporate world and marketing, and so I see everything as a as a problem to be solved and a system to be optimized. And so with that, um, one of the things we saw is that uh, with inbound marketing, it's really content that's the fuel for our online businesses. And that content could be blogs, it could be social media posts. But one of the things that we saw was that targeted podcast interviews were converting better than anything we'd ever seen, 25 times better than blogs. And so what we do is we've optimized a system And we work with people to allow them to get in front of their ideal listeners, tell their story, build that know, like, and trust, and ultimately turn listeners into visitors into leads. Tom, what is the opportunity with podcasting? Like you, again, you said that podcast interviews convert 25 times better than blogs. Like, wow. Help our listeners understand what is so special about podcasting. Back in the day, we used to listen to the radio station, not because we wanted to, not because it had anything that we were really interested in, but it was the only noise out there. So we didn't have a lot of choices. And, you know, a a big radio station could have millions of listeners, but you get to podcasts. They're very niche down. They're very targeted. They've got an audience that chooses to hear that. 
you know, it's not really right to call it podcasts anymore. It's almost on-demand radio because there's new cars that come where you can download an episode right to the dashboard. Tom, when I tell my mom I'm podcasting, she has no idea what I mean. So yeah, that's how I frame it to her. I'm like, look, this is radio on demand. (laughs) And and with that, a lot of people would listen to radio and it was background noise. So you don't want to just get heard. You know, you don't want just people to listen to you. Your ultimate goal is to get people to engage with you. And I think podcasts do that better than any medium. You know, that uh, the people that are listening right now, they know you, they, they trust you, and they're here by choice. So with that, um, it's a very targeted audience that you can talk to. And I think the reason that it converts so, me- so much better than blogs is just because of the, the richness of it. You know, I, I can write a blog and, well, you skim it. And really, these days, how many people actually read a blog? And do you get the person's voice out of it? Do you, do you get to know, like, and trust them? Whereas with a podcast... People get to hear your story. Uh, they get to know whether they, they like you and want to engage with you. And I think that's why we see that blogs convert at about 1% to 2%. So for every one or two people out of 100 that read a blog, one or two of them will take uh, action. Whereas if you look at a podcast, for every 100 people that come to a site or come to a site after a podcast, uh, you'll see 25 to 50% of them fill out something to become a lead. So, man, they've made that conscious decision to let you into their earbuds, right? I mean, it's just so much more intimate, right? Very much so. And some people talk about how do you break through the noise? And I was in uh, San Diego for Social Media Marketing World recently, and I looked around me, and I'm like, there is no noise anymore. You know, the person sitting next to me on the airplane, there was no way I was going to break through the noise because they had earbuds in. We've all got earbuds or beats or something like that, and they're choosing what goes into their ears. And so if you want to connect with your ideal listeners, you've got to be where they are listening. So you say podcast marketing is the next gold rush. Do you mean sponsored ads or are you talking about the actual podcast content itself? There's there's two ways to get attention, right? You can either buy attention or you can earn attention. And the old idea of I'm going to buy an ad has really gone out of the way because people don't trust that, right? They know it's, they know you're, you're paying for it. Whereas if you come on and provide great content, you know, a great interview, helpful information for them, that builds the no like, and trust. And ultimately that's, what's going to get you not only initial sale, but follow on sales and that whole lifetime value. You know, one of the things I've seen is that, Today online, it's never been easier to make a sale, right? You can go on and, and go on to Amazon or eBay and just cut your price a little bit more than somebody else, and, and you'll make a sale. But the problem is you may not make a profit. You didn't make a relationship with a customer, and with that, you're not building a, bre- a business. You're not building a brand. You're just chasing a transaction. So with that, I think this idea of these targeted interviews um, on podcasts uh, really help. And people say, well, couldn't you do the same thing on television or radio? And I'm like, the same strategy would work, but I would urge somebody, see if you can get on television, you know, call the the local radio station and say, I'd like to be interviewed. It's going to be the sales department that, that calls you back and says, you know, if you buy this much advertising, we're happy to put you on the 5 a.m. news. And if you're pay this much, you can be on the 5 p.m. news. <laughs> yeah. And because it's a it's an advertising-based model. They're 
their goal is to sell advertising. And podcasts are so much different. Podcasts are to provide great content. So it's always focused on content. So if you can reach out to a podcast host and say, I've got some great information that could really help your listeners, then you can start that discussion. So what do you see in the future of those sponsored ads? Do you see those being uh, totally taken out of podcasts? Like, do you sort of see that as maybe a contamination of the message that you're trying to bring forth? Um, I, I think there's a, a balance for it. People understand that, you know, this medium costs money to do. And anybody that says doing a podcast is easy has either never done it or never done it well. I mean, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into it. Uh, Rob, my hat's off to you. Thank uh, I you. Get, Thanks, Tom. I get the easy part of, of the 15-minute interview, and then you go and do the hours and hours of work. So I think we'll always see um, those some way to monetize a podcast, and that could be another business that's associated with it. Um, it could be from sponsorship, but I think we've got to be careful. There's that very fine line. You know, we've seen this in other medium too, that you might put up with one or two commercials uh, in a show, but all of a sudden when a, a half-hour sitcom got to be the point where it was 15 minutes of commercials and 15 minutes of, of sitcom, people just started saying, yeah, I'm not going to sit through this. Or the other thing is we've all got the power now to, to choose what we want to listen to. So if you put too many ads in there, it's very easy for me when I'm running on a pod, uh, running along, listening to a podcast, I can hit that forward button a few times and I can just skip right through that ad. So uh, we've got to always put the listener's interest first. What are some of the biggest challenges that you face in getting buy-in from people who might want to take a more traditional route to marketing and advertising their business? Well, I, I think a lot of times people look for the for the tricks. You know, well, I just read this that this Facebook ad converts so well, or 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 this new trick works. And I always bring it back to them and say, well, what is marketing at its heart? I mean, I've got an MBA, spent way too many years and way too many tens of thousands of dollars only to figure out this easy definition of marketing. <laughs> marketing at its heart is starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal customer. That was marketing for our grandparents. That'll be marketing for our, our grandchildren. So with that, you just have to look and say, how could I start that discussion best with my, with my ideal clients or my ideal customers? And look at it at that. And is, is a Facebook ad going to start that discussion? Maybe, maybe not. Um, would a blog do that? Maybe, maybe not. Would a podcast? Now, right now, only 20% of the U.S. population listens to podcasts, but they listen to them by choice, and that number is growing faster than any medium. And I think as we start to get new ways of doing that and new ways of downloading the podcast, like to cars, things like that, we'll see that that usage goes up even more. And so from that, that standpoint, um, how can you get in front of your clients? You know, we've, we've got one client that we work with and he's a, a Fox News contributor and he looked at it and once a week he's on, on Fox News and Fox Business for about three minutes. And what he pointed out is in that three minutes, the, the host is probably talking 90 seconds and he might get 90 seconds of talk time in. And his point was, is that what he's seen in podcasts is that he's got 15 minutes, a half hour, 45 minutes to really tell his story, to help people, to add value. 
and that he sees a lot more engagement and traffic coming back from smaller niched podcast interviews than he would be being on national television for three minutes. Now, Tom, I want to talk more about your website, interviewvalet.com. What do you guys actually do there and how does it compare to a publicist? Sure. And there's a couple ways to look at this. Is, is, it, is it a publicist? Is it a marketing agency? And like I said, I, I'm an engineer by background, so everything we do is based off the data. So we work with clients to, to amplify their message. And the way that we do that is first with the clients, we sit down and help them figure out and identify who is that ideal buyer persona, that ideal avatar, that dream customer that they want to connect with. You know, not everybody in the world wants your product or service. There's a small niche and let's find out what that niche is and where they are. So we do that. We identify the podcasts. And as we're, as we're reaching out to the podcasters, we're also working with our clients to get them trained to be a, a great podcast um, interview. So we're talking to them about the right equipment and making sure that they sound great when they get on the podcast. We're talking with them and teaching them about the, the best standards and uh, the things that they can do on a podcast really to bring the most value to the host and the guest. We're teaching them the system and helping them use that system so that they can turn people from listeners to visitors to leads. And we're doing all that for them. We're prepping them for the interview. Uh, you know, for anybody that goes on a podcast interview, uh, you want to make sure that you've, you're ready for that, that there's no surprises as far as um, questions that could be asked or who you're speaking to. So we do all of this. And in some ways, somebody pointed out, oh, you like roadies. And I'm like, what? <laughs> They're like, okay, yeah. Oh, if, if um, name your Name your favorite uh, musical act. You know, if the Beatles were doing something, they showed up to perform, right? They had somebody else that, that did the prep work, that uh, did all the arrangements. They came up, they performed, and then there was somebody else that did all the work afterwards. And that work afterwards is so important because it's not just about getting a connection to a podcast host. It's getting the right ones and then turning that content into the fuel that can run your online engine. So there's a lot of things to, to do that. Um, you know, one of the things, and I'll, I'll just show you behind the curtain here, anything that Rob and I are talking about here, if you want to find all the resources, just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash bidsy. That's taking people from being um, listeners to visitors. And what kinds of things could we encourage you to go there for? Well, there's a, uh, a checklist of six ways to get booked on your first podcast. There's a 30-minute training on how to use this system of targeted podcast interviews. Um, there's all kinds of resources there. There's a, a free self-assessment that will um, help you gauge whether or not this would work for your industry and your market in order to grow your business. So we set all of that up for the client so that it takes the people from being listeners to visitors and then leads. And then the other thing that we do is we help promote it on social media. That's so important both to the podcast guest and to the host. You know, you've got one opportunity here to get in front of an audience. So let's make the most out of this. Um, and with all of this, we get the analytics from it too. So while in podcasts, it's sometimes hard to figure out the number of listeners you have, we can tell exactly how many listeners come back to our site by what page they go to. So if, you know, if they come to interviewvalet.com forward slash bidsy, 
we know where they came from. And so with that, we can, we can always fine tune that engine and say, why did that podcast work so well? Was it something we said, something we offered? Um, and you know, not, not every at bat is a home run, but we try to learn from each one and then decide uh, which, which podcast to go after again, and then also which podcast to go back on. Uh, so if we had a great experience with one, you know, when a book comes out, something like that, we know which podcast to go back on because the audience is really valued what we had to share. Tom, I've just been sitting here nodding my head the entire time. Just value galore. We appreciate it. And again, everyone out there, go to uh, interviewvalet.com forward slash Bidzy for your free resources that Tom has been so generous as to offer to us. So thank you so much for that, Tom. Now, uh, I want to talk more. We talked about it in the pre-interview chat a little bit. Talk about the difference between downloads and listens uh, in podcasting. Sure, Rob. And this is probably the Achilles heel in podcasting right now. Um, there's no good public metrics on listenership. So everybody has visibility to their own number of downloads. So you'll have some people that claim, oh, I've got uh, um, 50,000 downloads or I've got 50,000 listeners. Well, first of all, that's not verifiable unless they show you their, their account their Libsyn account or whatever. And some advertisers now are requiring that to be shown, to be validated. But downloads do not mean listeners. So, so I could subscribe to a podcast and every time they published, I would download it. But I might not listen to it. The other thing is that depending if it was downloaded to a phone, uh, the way that, that it was put together, it may take five downloads to get that full episode. So that doesn't mean five listens. So that's a, that, that's a hard thing as far as to figure out how many ears are we getting to on this. And that's one of the reasons that with our clients, we don't focus on you know, the size of the podcast or how many downloads they have. Because the analogy I use is that there's more fish in the ocean than there are in a bucket. But I've been on podcasts that had big audiences, you know, 50,000 um, downloads, but it was a, a very generic podcast and it didn't res resonate with everybody. I've been on other podcasts where I can remember one where the the host was almost apologetic. She said, uh, you know, we only get 300 downloads per show. And I said, well, that's okay. Let's, you know, we're here. Let's do the interview anyway. Well, Rob, I got 150 leads from that. <laughs> and I just looked at that and thought, this is like fishing in a barrel. So with that, when we focus on, on what podcasts we want to get our clients on, we look for the maximum number of ideal clients there. So it's a, it's a size and density thing. We also look at, you know, do they have show notes so that we get the SEO value back from those links? We look at how many podcasts they have. You know, the, the ugly fact is that there's lots of podcasts started each day and most of them cancel, or I shouldn't say most of them, if they die, they will die within the first eight podcasts. So with that, you don't want to be episode number nine on a podcast that died at number eight. <laughs> so we always make sure that the podcast is, you know, it's established. It's got a, a following to it. Um, the next thing we look at is, is sort of a litmus test is some podcasts have an explicit rating. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but does the brand want to be associated with that? So all of those things, uh, from that standpoint, is it is it public relations? Is it marketing? I'd question, is it engineering? Have we just built a system that you can put results in or put fuel in 
and results come out of it. And we always tune that. So uh, whatever it is, we have a whole lot of fun with it. Our clients have gotten great feedback from it. And also the podcast hosts have been loving everything we do just because it's easier for them to get certified guests, knowing that somebody's going to show up on time with the right equipment, um, promoting the show, uh, really being a professional. And it's almost the same way of, you know, you're not going to get on uh, the, the morning TV show in New York City just by yourself. Chances are you have to go through a publicist so that you're vetted. They know you're, uh, you're good. You'll bring value to it. In some ways, we've had people say, well, you guys are almost like the, the PR agency or the speakers bureau now uh, growing for podcasters. You know, and I'm glad you made that distinction between downloads and listens. And again, we talked about this earlier. I think that, you know, a lot of these inflated, potentially inflated numbers are doing a disservice to sponsors and marketers who are using podcasting as a vehicle to get their message out there to, uh, to, their, to their target audience, right? And I think at, at times it can be a vanity metric. If you ask somebody what their downloads are, it's, uh, you know, it's like, what's, what's your weight? They won't let you see the scale when they step on it, but they'll give you a number. <laughs> and it, it's a vanity metric. You know, the, what we tell our clients is what, what you want to focus on is how many people came to that page that you promoted? How many leads did you get from it? Um, because ultimately, uh, you know, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. And that's how we look at, at all of it with our clients. We don't work anybody that just wants to build their brand or, or, or get well more well-known. It's like, no, that's not a definable goal. We want to know starting out, what does success look like? Is it more visitors? Is it more leads? Is it more um, SEO backlinks? Is it more you know, customers? And a lot of that, that can change because you know, if you've got a long sales cycle, you might not see customers for a, for a while, depending what your cycle is, but you should be able to see that traffic. You should be able to see the leads. You should be able to see those links coming back. So now there's a charge associated for people who want to use your service uh, as a guest, um, but this is, this is free for hosts to sign up and use. So what sort of vetting are you doing for, um, for hosts? What sort of criteria does a podcast need to meet in order to be listed with you? Again, you want to make this as effective as possible for your guests, right? Exactly. And we do everything we do on the host side um, is, is free for the host. And we felt very important on that because you can't, you can't work or take money from both sides, right? If you do that, there's an inherent conflict of interest. And I never want a client of ours that's a guest to be saying, did I get put on this podcast because I'm paying or they're paying? No, you've got to work for one side, but you can serve both sides. But when we look at that, you know, we always look at it through the eyes of our, um, of our client. So when somebody registers to get guests, we will take anybody to register, but that doesn't mean you'll necessarily get guests. You know, from the standpoint of um, we serve right now three main verticals. We serve the business vertical, which is business, marketing, leadership, um, entrepreneurship, solopreneurship. That's one vertical. The second vertical is health and Christianity. And then the third vertical is, is, um, is health. So with that, you know, if it falls outside of that, it could be a great podcast, but I'm sorry, we're just not in that vertical yet. Um, and we also look at the um, different things with the podcast. So if somebody comes up and says, I'm, I'm starting a, uh, a podcast and I want guests, well, we'll politely reply back to them and say, well, here's our criteria. We'll keep an eye on you. Uh, you know, when you get over 20 episodes, please 
come back to us and, and we'll do that and we'll look at that. And one of the questions we always ask is, you know, tell us about your podcast, tell us about your listeners and tell us about your ideal guests. So that's one of the things we always look at and we always uh, look and say, does this podcast have the kind of listeners that our client wants? So really, it's at that point, uh, it's much of as, as an art as a science, but we've got a huge, huge database right now of various podcasters and various genres that we can reach out to and build the relationships with. And really, the podcasters like it because, as one of them said, is when you guys bring me a guest, it's easy to say yes, because I know that you vetted them, that they'll be bringing value, um, and that it's a good fit with that. Now, Tom, give our listeners some actionable advice. How are you getting people to actually find and go to your website, interviewvalet.com? We're doing it the same way we've built up our business and built up other businesses. So from that standpoint, uh, we get on podcasts. We talk to people that could be ideal clients for us. So like I mentioned, we're in the business vertical, the uh, faith vertical, and the health vertical. So you won't hear me on a macrame podcast. Um, we're doing that. We're also reaching out to, to podcasters. Um, often podcasters are the ones that know great guests, you know, people that maybe are not on the show once but needed some help in their message and they see the great opportunity uh, that they could have on, on growing their business from that standpoint. You know, it's interesting, I uh, used the fact before that um, only 20% of the U.S. population now listens to podcasts. And anybody's listening to this scratches their head and going, you got to be kidding me. You know, <laughs> there are people that don't listen to podcasts, but the truth is there is. So we find that, you know, if you want to find more podcast listeners, you'll find them listening to podcasts. So we really, you know, we drink our own Kool-Aid. Um, we, we use the same uh same systems that we use with our clients. And uh, it's worked out extremely well for us. Excellent. Is there any sort of other arms in your marketing strategy, including social media or email marketing, anything like that? Any uh, specific SEO strategies? Or it's mainly geared towards podcasting? Well, I would say that's our main traffic source is podcasting. You know, um, content is the fuel that drives online engines. And that's, that's a given. That content can be anything. You know, that content can be uh, podcasts, it can be social media, it can be um, uh, blogs, ebooks, things like that. With ours, we found that our clients, our customers, our ideal avatars work best in content that is, um, is podcast interviews. Now, we'll take that and we'll repurpose it. If there's 140 characters of something good I said in here, we'll transcribe <laughs> this entire thing and we'll pick out those 140 characters as tweets. Um, you know, we all speak at about 150 words a minute, so we'll transcribe interviews and make them blogs. But then I think after you've attracted people, you've got to nurture them. And so with that, yeah, we do social media, we do email marketing, all of those things that's not really, I wouldn't call it a tactic, but it falls into our strategy of how can we help people? How can we build trust? How can we show them uh, that we might be able to solve their problem? And, you know, one of the things I say is that everything that we do for our customers, there's no, there's no magic. There's no secret sauce to it. It's, it's not magic. It's a system there. And if you listen to all my podcast interviews, um, you can figure out all of this. I don't hold any of it back. All we say is that we make it easier for people to do it. 
You know, we had an online course that we were selling and the feedback on it was great. But what frustrated me was that um, not a lot of people were using it after they had finished the course. And I asked them and they're like, I understand how it works. I just want somebody else to do, do it for me. And that's really where Interview Valet came out there of just doing everything but the speaking. Love to hear that you're taking your podcast content and repurposing it into different arms of your overall marketing strategy. Great. Okay, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast? Do you lack the technical know-how to create your own podcast? Not enough time in your day to produce great podcasts? You need podcastrepairman.com. You record, save, and send. That's it. Podcast Repairman takes care of the rest. From editing so that you sound your absolute best, to producing, which includes a custom intro and outro, to uploading to a host, and finally publishing your podcast to iTunes, Stitcher, and the rest. No matter what you need, the Podcast Repairman is here to help. Visit podcastrepairman.com, include the word Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y, in your message and save the $295 setup fee. Are you tired of tedious internet searches trying to find a service provider to complete your projects? Are you sick of scrambling on the phone trying to connect with someone who is willing to meet with you to work on your projects? Try Bidzy. Go to bidzy.com, sign up, choose a category, and enter a few details about what you need done. It's free to post projects in any category. Connect with local professionals in such categories as bathroom and kitchen renovation, real estate professional, graphic design, flooring, gym membership, tire sales and service, carpet cleaning, and many, many more. You're notified each time a local professional submits a bid on your project. Choose the bid you like best, and now you've found a local professional to complete your project. Use our rating system to give feedback about the business. Post your projects, sit back, and let local professionals come to you. Sign up and post projects for free at Bidzy.com. So now, Tom, we're at the point in the show where I want to ask you a few questions so that our listeners can learn a little bit more about your personal interests. Are you ready? I'm ready. What type of cell phone do you use? I'm an iPhone geek. What type of car do you drive? A Honda CRV. And the only reason I went to that is because uh, my Honda Accord had 400,000 miles and got passed down to my daughter. Ooh, and it's still going, it sounds like. Oh, it is. <laughs> do you have a favorite vacation spot? I do. Uh, the beach and any place with a good uh, internet signal. What is your favorite food? <laughs> pizza and it shows <laughs> do you have a favorite book um i i do and uh t- to me it would be um uh rabbi daniel lappin's um thou shall prosper uh just great great wisdom in there really interested to hear your answer here lots of content out there that i'm sure you've sifted through do you have a favorite podcast Oh, there are so many out there. Um, and the right answer is the Busy Small Business Society podcast, right? <laughs> That's what I was but waiting I, for, yeah. <laughs> I am so eclectic, Rob. Um, I always listen to different podcasts. Now, partly because, you know, always looking for, for new podcasts. But uh, I 
always try stretching myself to, to listen to things that I normally wouldn't, you know, call it cross pollination or exposure to new ideas. Um, I don't want to listen to all the things that I already know. I don't need uh, reaffirmation. Um, I need to be challenged by new ideas because that's the only way I'm going to grow. Tom, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Oh boy. That's, you know, that's, it depends on the day. I would have to say though, I, I love to win. Because even when I lose, I don't look at it as, as necessarily failure. I just look at it as what did I learn on this so that I can win next time. But uh, I got to be honest, I love to win. Help our listeners understand again with more actionable stuff. What do you do to wind down after a long or a stressful day? The biggest thing is just getting away from the electronics. Um, I love to work. I love what I do. Um, I consider myself semi-retired because, you know, this is what I if I, if you told me I didn't have to work tomorrow, I'd be doing the same thing. But uh, to wind down, um, I just make sure that uh, you know I turn off my electronics and spend time with my family. Um, married, I've got uh, two daughters still at home. Uh, one's just home from college, and then I've got uh, a granddaughter that visits every now and then. And uh, uh, there's no better winding time downtime than that. Tom, what is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about the importance of podcast marketing? Rob, I think if you look at it, going back to what we talked about on what marketing is, marketing is starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal listener. There's a lot of ways to do that, but one of the easiest ways, the most effective ways, and really the most fun ways is with podcast interviews. And I think if you're listening to a podcast now, you know the power of this medium and you see how it's growing if only 20% of the people listen to it today, you know that number is just going to increase. So with your business, I would just ask you, your customers, are they listening to podcasts? Will they be listening to podcasts? And the question that you have to ask yourself is, are they going to be listening to you or are they going to be listening to your competitor? And that's the answer you have to, to, to ask yourself. And that could be listening to you on your own podcast or as a guest on other people's podcasts, but I think it's a medium that as business owners, we can't afford to ignore. Tom, what does the future look like for you and your business? Um, we're, we're going through rapid growth here and we're going to continue to expand, um, into new verticals. Uh, we're definitely having more of a presence at uh, the podcast move movement and some of the different conventions out there. Um, and I'm looking forward to just growing a great team here. I'm in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I've come to realize that not all the creative people in the world live in Kalamazoo nor want to. So <laughs> we're putting just a great team together of people that are excited about amplifying other people's message and, and helping them and, and learning this new medium. So um, I'm excited about building the team, um, serving more customers and more clients and, and having a lot of fun as we're doing it. Tom, I'm glad I am a part of that growth. I just signed up as a host and an affiliate on your website earlier today. So if people want to learn more and maybe do the same, how can they connect? Sure. Well, as I said, you can always come back to um, uh, our website, interviewvalet.com forward slash bidsy, or you can go to LinkedIn and find me there. I love that platform. I'm the only Tom Schwab in all of Kalamazoo, Michigan. And one of my favorite quotes comes from a guy by the name of Derek Sivers. And uh, if you don't aren't familiar with Derek, he was the founder of CD Baby, which is the precursor to iTunes. And what he said is, what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. So 
you need to share that and connect with me and let's let's talk, share it with other people on podcasts or as a podcast guest. But either way, if you're interested in anything that Rob and I talked about, please reach out. Tom, you've been so generous with your time and you've given us some great actionable value here. Thank you so much for joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thanks, Rob. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Thank you for listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. Visit Bidzy.com for more information on how to grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today. 